opening day of the Women's College World Series, and uh, we are watching Tennessee and Alabama right now. I am here in the conference room at Cavens Group, where we've got a great setup, and the Tennessee Volunteers leading Alabama in the uh, top of the third inning in the first game of the Women's College World Series over at Hall of Fame Stadium. Four to nothing in favor of Tennessee. Former Oklahoma Sooner Zeta Pooney with a two-run double for Tennessee early in this game. And again, the balls are out to a 4 nothing lead in the opener. Alabama with a runner at first and second and two outs in the top of the third inning. We are about uh, approximately an hour and a half away from Oklahoma and Stanford in Game 2 of the Women's College World Series over at Hall of Fame Stadium. The Sooners a heavy favorite to win that game and to win the national championship, which would be their third straight. Parker Thune, how are we doing today? I tell you, Steely, it is one of the busiest days of the year for me between uh, getting to and from the studio for this show and spending the day at OU's initial team camp out there at the Switzer Center, or not the Switzer Center, the Everest Center. I always get the two confused. I don't know why. I've been around here long enough that I shouldn't, but... There is not a more convenient day of the year for there to be leftover pasta in the work fridge for me. I was very thankful to have that when I rolled up today. All right, so we're here at Cavens Group, and uh, Plank is normally out here, of course, uh, doing the Plank Show on uh, Thursdays as well, out here with Gary and the crew at Cavens Group. But Chris obviously has other responsibilities today, as he'll be calling the OU women's softball matchup again, uh, coming up at uh, 1.30 whenever it starts. Chris obviously will have the call for you. By the way, you will able be able to hear uh, the softball action today on 1400 a.m., and on 99.3 FM. So uh, if you're, you know, going to stay with us on the show till uh, the first pitch of Oklahoma and Stanford today, softball, uh, whenever it gets started again, and they get the uh, Plank was saying again that they're uh, one fifteen, I think, pregame show. Was that what I was hearing? Uh, anyway, softball, 1400 AM and on 99.3 FM. We will continue to do our shows, of course, uh, on the app, on the KRF app, and on 94.7 FM. So uh, here at Cavens, where they specialize in so many different things, mainly we are talking about emergency services and roofing, and they are the very best in the business. We're talking about, uh, you know, whenever you have a, a, a big-time issue that you're concerned about, an emergency with your home or business, Cavens is the place to call. They will do the best job for you. They will get there more quickly than anybody else. They are the fastest uh, to get to see you because time is of the essence when you have an emergency, whether it's fire, water, mold, whatever. You've got to get it taken care of immediately. Cavens is the place to call. Here in uh, Norman and Oklahoma City, it's 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. On social media, it's at Cavens Group on all the social media, and of course on uh, on the web, you can check them out. Cavens Group, C A V I N S, CavensGroup.com. Parker, are you feeling uh, supremely confident that the uh, Sooner women are going to be in good shape in this uh, Women's College World Series? I question how you could not be supremely confident, Steely. I mean, is there anybody? Is there anybody? Any expert, any softball reporter, even any beat reporter that covers one of the teams at the WCWS that is willing to go out on a limb and pick anybody but Oklahoma in this Women's College World Series? 
You know, I haven't seen, but, uh, you know, there's usually somebody out there. I did see one of the experts on uh, Division One softball pick Stanford to beat Oklahoma today. But, yeah, I mean, look, if you're picking against Oklahoma, you're looking for attention, and that's it. They're clearly the favorite. By the way, Alabama plated a run here in the top of the third. Two outs, runner at second. Two runners in scoring position, runner at second, runner in third. Alabama trailing Tennessee 4-1 to in the opening game over at Hall of Fame Stadium. But, I mean, look, why would you pick against Oklahoma unless you're trying to, you know, call attention to yourself? I'm, I'm the one who picked against OU. And I believe in situations like that, the only people who would actually do that are people who are looking to say, look what I picked. Uh, if somehow Oklahoma doesn't win it. Now, is this a shoe-in for Oklahoma? No, it's not. I mean, they had to work to uh, to beat Clemson last Saturday. It took uh, an amazing, uh, you know, seventh inning, Kenzie Hansen coming through. But, you know, that's what this team does. They never say die. They never panic. They manage to come up with a big play when they really need it. They did it again against Clemson in the Super Regional. They did it against Oklahoma State. They did it against Texas. They did it against Florida State. You know, their only slip-up was that game earlier in the season uh, in in a tournament early in the year, obviously against Baylor. So, by the way, this team has played Stanford, obviously, obviously earlier in the season. They won via run rule 10-1 to in six innings at the Mark Campbell Invitational out in California. I believe it was the third game the third game of the year, Alex Storacco uh, gave up three hits and one run. Kirsten Deal, I think, came in and, uh, and retired a batter as well. But Alex Storacco set down that lineup. Now, they didn't see the uh, Cardinals' best pitchers, either candidate or Botter, in that game. But, again, the Sooners did win the early season matchup against Stanford by a final of 10-1 to 1 out in California in game number three of the season. Let's hear from Patty Gasso, her team. Heavily favored to win its third straight national championship. 48-game winning streak. That's that's now done. You know, I know they said they, they didn't think about it or talk about it, but you had to know about it. And I'm sure at some point, you know, some players on the team had to talk about it. But you don't have the pressure of that winning streak hanging over your head. But you do have the pressure of your Oklahoma. You're expected to win a national championship. We talked about, you know, there aren't many programs in the history of sport where it's pretty much national title or bust. I talked about this yesterday. I can remember the UCLA basketball teams of the John Wooden era were in that kind of scenario, where if they didn't win at all, you were completely shocked. But uh, let's hear from Patty Gasso on what's different about this Sooner team as opposed to some of the others that have won a national title. It started as a very diverse group, a lot of different backgrounds, different cultures, and almost unsure what it was going to blend like. And they did such a (laughs) significant um, effort into creating this culture that they really gravitated to where I don't know if they found each other on the street that they would all be best friends, but... When you put them in a room and you put softball in front of them, they've created this connection like nothing I've seen. And it, it is still kind of amazing because they're so different. Even each one up here is so completely different than the other, yet they found a way to blend this entire team in, and it's been really amazing to watch. 
No doubt about it. And on the podium uh, joining Patty yesterday at the uh, Sooners media availability meeting, uh, the press uh, for the Women's College World Series, you had obviously Patty, you had Alex Storacco, you had Grace Lyons, and you had Haley Lee up there on the podium. Now, what about that early season romp over Stanford out in California, 10-1 to in six innings? Patty Gasso was asked, can you take anything away from that early season victory over Stanford? Not a lot at all because we're two completely different teams. And I know that they're so much better. And Nyjah is now in their rotation. And um, every team starts. You have no idea. We walked in there. I just think if we could remember back to our first weekend, we were looking around like, what's going on? We, we were not quite ready to play. We thought we were. And I think a lot of teams feel that way. So um, whether we won or lost, I don't take much from it because we're all so, so different. And they look different on video and the games that we've seen lately. Patty Gasso, those are Ortho Central clips of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a new Tri-City location, of course, which uh, services Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics do an unbelievable job of treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. So uh, we'll see what happens. Alabama and Tennessee now in the bottom of the third inning in the opening game, and uh, Alabama was able to score uh, two runs in their half of the third inning. Now Tennessee uh, at the plate, one on, nobody out, bottom of the third inning, and it's uh, Tennessee leading Alabama by a score of 4-2. to two. Mackenzie Donahue, the shortstop for the Volunteers, former Oklahoma Sooner, who won a national championship for Patty Gasso, and is part of that uh, all-Oklahoma left side of the infield with uh, Zeta Pooney and Mackenzie Donahue uh, at the plate right now for Tennessee. All right, uh, Parker Thune, have you uh, have you been to uh, Hall of Fame Stadium for a Women's College World Series game? I actually have not. It's a pretty good experience. Now, I haven't been in a while, but and not since they expanded the stadium, but uh, it's a fun time uh, getting out there. Now, you know, uh, it's become so much more popular. They obviously expanded the stadium. I understand there are a few construction issues kind of around the stadium, making traffic uh, a little more... <laughs> problematic but so you might leave a little bit early but it, it's uh you know this is the softball capital of the world right here obviously in the great state of oklahoma and uh, of course oklahoma scheduled to start at 1:30 in the sooners matchup with stanford coming up and then uh, the cowgirls will lead off the evening session at six o'clock tonight weather pending we do have uh what looks to be some storms possibly coming in the area later this afternoon on into the early evening. So we'll check the weather and see how much, if at all, the weather will impact the evening session. Uh, maybe the later stages of the Oklahoma game, perhaps. I don't know. But certainly the Cowboys or the Cowgirls match up with Florida State, uh, you know, is up in the air a little bit in terms of start time and getting the game in. And then the uh, Washington-Utah nightcap, uh, I think probably in a little bit of a precarious situation as well. That one is scheduled to start tonight at 8.30. And, again, OSU and FSU at 6 o'clock. All these games, of course, on ESPN. All right, here at Cavens, Gary will join us a little bit later. First call when you have an emergency, pipe breaks, building floods, home floods. You see uh, that you have some mold in your home or business. You need to call Cavens before anybody else. They will get there, 
faster than anybody else. And guess what? When they get there, they're also going to do the best job for you. They have the best reputation in the business here at Caven Group, Caven's Group. And, again, that local phone number in Norman and Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, Stillwater, it's 918-282-7612. All right, thanks again to Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Tim Lasher and his company will do a great job for you as well. Air conditioning tune-up, you want to get it done now, give them a call, 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems sponsoring our first hour here on Steel Man and Thune. All right, I like that bumper right there. It's a good choice. Little uh, Baba O'Reilly from the Who. Can't go wrong with that. Here at Cavens, let's come back, talk Sooner football. Interesting soundbite from Ethan Downs on the way next, talking about last year and looking forward. We'll do that coming up right here on The Ref. We are back here at Cavens Group on a uh, Thursday opening day of the Women's College World Series. Tennessee is not learning to fly. They have already taken flight. 6-2 to two now over Alabama. Vols just got a, a two-run homer. One out in the uh, bottom of the third inning in the opening game. Tennessee handling Alabama. The two uh, SEC rivals going at it, and Tennessee leads Bama by a score of 6-2. to two. The uh, Sooners scheduled to uh, take the field at uh, 1.30 in their matchup with Stanford. And uh, we will see if they start that game on time. But the weather's looking good right now uh, over at Hall of Fame Stadium. All right. Uh, here at Cavens Group, again, emergency services, mold uh, testing, uh, mold removal. They are the best in the business, no doubt about it. Emergency water extraction, structural drying, Emergency sewage cleanup, you never want to have to deal with that, that's for sure. Trauma, crime scene, tear gas, biohazard cleanup, emergency board ups, tornado response, smoke and fire damage cleanups. They do a little bit of everything. Water intrusion investigation, uh, they are the very best in the business. I, I liken them to uh, Mariana Rivera coming out of the bullpen, you know. You, you need a closer, you need somebody to uh, set down, put out the fire, and uh get you back on track and save the day cavens group is the best 13 years in the business in norman their phone number 405-573-3048 in tulsa and uh, stillwater of course as well 918-282-7612 online at cavensgroup.com we'll hear from gary a little bit later on uh chris planks usually out here with me uh, you know, doing the Plank Show before we come on here from Cavens Group. But he has other responsibilities today with the Sooner softball matchup over at Hall of Fame Stadium. All right, uh, Parker, you are you are a young man who's familiar with, I think, every podcast out there, right, pretty much? I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would go that far, but, yes, when it comes to new media, I do try to I, – I, I try to maintain a relatively well-versed palate – if you will. You know, uh, that's why, you know, you're a young, I'm an old, so uh, you can cover all the young podcasts. Uh, I can cover Lawrence Welk and uh, old school stuff. But uh, you're familiar with the Red Dirt Rambles podcast. Isn't that uh, Nick Anderson, Caden Helms? Yes, of course. I mean, I've known Caden Helms for years and years, so yes, of course. I'm familiar with his podcast, him and Nick Anderson. I didn't know that's what they called it, though. Uh, It's not... It's not how it's presented on Twitter, 
But, yes, I know the podcast to which you are referring. Well, they had uh, Ethan Downs on with uh, Tyler Guyton and Andrew Rame. And uh, interesting talking about last season, Brent's first year at Oklahoma. Obviously, it was a disappointment at 6-7. and seven, But Ethan Downs said something very interesting in that, you know, it's, it's more along the lines of it's it, – you know, it's going to take a little time. He knows last year wasn't what uh, they wanted, but he also uh, sounded upbeat about what they're building over there. This is what Ethan Down said on that podcast, talking about last year and looking forward. Yeah, culture is huge. Yeah. And it's kind of confusing because we've had such a big culture change that has targeted heart and character and service, yet – when it come to the football field with our record last year, like something didn't correlate. And it's like, well, yeah, sure. you know, we Trying feel we feel like stronger it. men, we feel like stronger leaders, you know, teammates. We felt like more of a family yeah. that we weren't going near as far. And um, when it comes down to it, it's all the technical stuff on the field. All yeah. the details matter. And I think since we've got a year under, you know, behind us of like it was a nightmare of a season, honestly. Nah, you know. Um, some the craziest things happen, and <laughs> but having that fuel for the fire for this year, and yeah. seeing how important details are, and ha- and maintaining that character and team bond, I think it's been really reviving for all of us. Parker, that may be one of the best sound bites to summarize what is going on with Oklahoma football after one year. I mean, Ethan Downs came out and said, you know, it was a horrible year. But there's so much going on that uh, that's positive right now that, you know, they, they, they feel pretty good about it. They know it wasn't good enough. But I don't know. I just like that's one of the better sound bites I think we've heard from an OU player summarizing kind of what, what the feeling is right now at OU. Well, and Ethan Downs is a goldmine when it comes to excellent sound bites. He's got a career in really whatever he wants when he graduates college. He's an incredibly respectful and well-spoken and mature young man and a phenomenal representative of the university. Now, I know many on the text line will have opinions about his play, and there are some that uh, seem determined to take him to task in that regard for one reason or another. But one thing you can't dispute is Ethan Downs is a tremendous human being off the field. By the way, talked to his dad this morning at OU team camp. Uh, He's getting married. I forgot that. But, yeah, he's getting married a month from today. I guess July 1st is his wedding date. So uh, wish Ethan Downs all the best because he gets married on July 1st and then reports back to start getting ready for the fall season on July 3rd. So he's got a busy month ahead. Uh, definitely adequately sums up everything going around or everything going on around this OU football program right now. You have the memory of that 6-7 and seven campaign embedded in your brain and it's not going anywhere it's part of history it's written into the sooner canon now but there is reason to suspect that things are going to turn around and that that might happen on a more accelerated timetable than the national talking heads would have you believe yeah and uh you know brent uh will get out and he'll give you a a six-minute soundbite on one question, and but Brent is almost like an evangelist at times. And, you know, uh, sometimes I'm sure there's some people out there where you go six and seven, all right, okay, okay, just go win, okay, just win, baby. Give me the Al Davis approach. But Brent has talked about we're stripping it down, 
rebuilding the foundation, all of that stuff. And what Ethan Downs, you know, what I'm hearing there is, man, you know, we, we felt like we had a good culture. Everybody, you know, it's a, it's a better locker room facility than we've had in terms of uh, just kind of the vibe in there. But it hasn't translated onto the field yet, and that's disappointed. And that's what the fans want to see, that translate into wins and losses. And it may take, because of the way they're building this, maybe a little bit longer. But like I said, with this schedule this year, this should be an Oklahoma football team. That should go out and win 10 games. I mean, you still have, and I know they lost, you know, uh, Anton Harrison and Marvin Mims and Eric Gray and Wanya Morris and Braden Willis. They lost, they lost some playmakers, but they were still six or seven a year ago. You still have a good enough roster, I think, to navigate that schedule and go win 10. So, I don't know. I, I just thought it was interesting to hear Ethan Downs say, I, you know, I know it sucked last year. A lot of this was the details, but believe us, you know, we feel like we're moving in the right direction. Right on cue, Ethan Downs hater, who hasn't hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line for almost a month, is right back in the thick of it on the text line. Oh, it's Ethan Downs, Steely's golden boy. By the way, like, Looking back at this texter's text history, literally his only texts that he ever sends are about how Ethan Downs sucks. Please do not be this human being. Please do not be the person that only ever interacts with this program to slam one player who is an outstanding football player and also an outstanding representative of the University of Oklahoma. Ohio Sooner, on the other hand, says Ethan Downs is a great ambassador for OU. He knows what's going on with the team and isn't afraid to say it. Not to mention he's an in-state kid from a small town, which I think endears himself to the fan base even more. Is uh, Clinton and Weatherford are still rivals, right? That's their big rival? Yes, I believe so. Maybe there's somebody who's uh, from Weatherford who doesn't like, or maybe somebody from Clinton uh, who doesn't like uh, Ethan Downs. I don't know. But, look, um, the bottom line is, as great as the culture thing sounds, and I think this is the formula for Oklahoma headed to the SEC, you need to be doing it this way. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter what you say or what the culture is or who you serve and if the, the, you know, the guys are becoming better young men, that's all great. I'm all in favor of that. But it's Oklahoma. You have to win football games, bottom line, or that culture won't be around. And uh, I do think they're going to turn the ship in a positive direction this year. Um, you know, they, they have to, I think, based on uh, where they're headed in the SEC because things are only going to get more challenging. But, look, you're Oklahoma, man. You are one of the great brands in college football history. You should be able to bring in players. Uh, you know, you go out this year, you play better, you win double-digit games, you get back on track. And then you go toe-to-toe with uh, some of the big boys in the SEC. Uh, I still think that's going to happen. But after last year, there's, you know, there's some doubt certainly creeping in to a little bit of the Sooner fan base. Okay, break time right here at Cavens Group. And love being out here. Duke is home today. I'm sure Duke is home to watch the, uh, the uh, softball game at 1.30 from the comfort of his own home because uh, Duke got a little spooked when he, relaxed. he tripped over the uh, – the power cord and uh, pulled the equipment off the table yet we were able to make a save uh so maybe duke is uh, on the dl this week 
be a great office dog out here at Cavens. Okay, break time. Let's get to the text line. What do you think about what Ethan Downs had to say? You still feeling good? The culture word is thrown around a lot. Are you still feeling like this is the right culture for Oklahoma? What did you think about those comments? We'll hear from you guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line coming up next. By the way, hearing from a very good source that Jordy Ball will start for Oklahoma today. We'll be right back. Once again, uh, hearing from a well-placed source that Jordy Ball will start today for Oklahoma in the matchup with Stanford at 1.30. And uh, right now we are in the bottom half of the fourth inning at Hall of Fame Stadium. Two SEC rivals going at it in the first game out of the shoot today at the Women's College World Series, and uh, it is the Tennessee Volunteers leading Alabama by a score of 6-2 to two right now in that opening game. And again, uh, Oklahoma and Stanford scheduled to play at 1.30 today, ESPN Telecast. We will continue with our regular shows on the app, on the KREF app, and on 94.7 FM. If you want to uh, listen to softball, we'll have it on 1400 AM, and we will have it on 99.3 FM as well. All of our OU softball updates, again, brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries certainly aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Same-day orthopedic care. No appointment needed. Call Orthostat, 405-515-5575, or visit their website, Ouch orthostat.com to learn more. Parker, why don't we go to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet uh, text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Off we go. Jamie in Whitehouse says, Guys, I'm over the fans who are negative about the program and complain about our NIL game being poor. Complainers, are you contributing to the collectives? If not, then shut the hell up. Sounds like Ben Stiller's character in uh, Happy Gilmore. You could trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Or I will put you to sleep. So, sorry. Sooner Lisa from Broken Arrow says, For the texter that dislikes Ethan Downs, if you think you can do better, go get out there and play. That's what I thought. You suck. Go Sooners. Another listener in the 580 says, Every team could use an Ethan Downs. Yeah, he's he's a good kid. I thought he had an you know based on his um, ceiling, I thought he had a an okay season. I think it can be better. But you heard what he said. A lot of this is about the little details, and I thought particularly, you know, through the first two thirds of the year, and there's some exceptions like the Nebraska game, obviously. But I think the details and the newness of the defense had those guys uh, thinking quite a bit and not just going out there and, and uh, you know, knowing what you're going to do. It's the first year in Brent's system, and I think that affected uh, their level of play, certainly. Big Bad Wolf says, Ethan Downs probably stole that texter's girlfriend in high school. You think so? <laughs> uh, Possibly. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure the girl that Ethan Downs is getting married to next month is the only girl he's ever dated, so – uh, I don't know, but I I would venture to guess that that didn't happen. Uh, 
So the two big weddings of the summer are the Ethan Downs nuptials and the uh, Parker Thune uh, ceremony, too. There you go. They, uh, will those be televised on ESPN Plus or something, or will you do it on OU Insider? Uh, many have live asked, nuptials? Many have asked that we live stream the wedding. That will not be happening. My apologies to all of you that we're hoping for a different outcome. Frisco Sooner says, am I missing something? Last time I checked, I thought Ethan Downs was an all-Big 12 second-team selection last year. Yeah, I, I think that Ethan Downs got off to such a, a great start that, you know, these expectations that he was going to, you know, be in on every quarterback sack and make a million tackles a game. Uh, you know, maybe that that uh, got some people's expectations a little bit out of whack. But he still had a good season, and I think he can be even better. And uh, we shall see. By the way, Tennessee now just completely opening it up on Alabama, 10-4 to 4 now in the bottom half of the fourth inning. So uh, a lot of Tennessee fans in attendance, but uh, the volunteers all over the Crimson Tide in that first game now. Bottom of the fourth inning, one out, Tennessee 10, Alabama 2. Big Rick and Owasso says, easy to bash downs on text. Tell him he sucks to his face. Well, honestly, Ethan Downs is a nice enough guy that if you told him he sucked to his face, he'd probably be like, Thanks for your opinion and thanks for your fandom. Yeah, he, he seems like that kind of a kid. You're right. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439. You want to play the Ethan Downs clip again just in case people uh, maybe are just yeah, tuning we actually, in? And we, we actually had several listeners on the text line asking if we could play okay. it again because they didn't yeah. hear it the first time. This, here we go. This is what Ethan Downs said on the Red River Rambles podcast, the Nick Anderson, uh, Caden Helms podcast. It was it was Ethan Downs, it was Tyler Guyton, it was Andrew Rame talking about the season. And uh, I, I just heard this sound clip from Ethan Downs, and I thought it was really uh, well stated. And it kind of summarized where the program is now. You know, after Brent's first year, they were certainly disappointed, but still looking forward. Here's what Ethan Downs had to say. Yeah, culture is huge. Yeah. And it's kind of confusing because we've had such a big culture change that has targeted heart and character and service. Yet when it comes to the football field with our record last year, like something didn't correlate. And it's like, well, yeah, sure. you know, we Trying feel we feel like here. stronger men. We feel like stronger leaders, you know, teammates. We felt like more of a family yeah. that we weren't going near as far. And um when it comes down to it, it's all the technical stuff on the field. All yeah. the details matter. And I think since we've got a year under, you know, behind us of like it was a nightmare of a season, honestly. Nah, you know. Um, some the craziest things happen. And <laughs> but having that fuel for the fire for this year and yeah. seeing how important details are and ha- and maintaining that character and team bond, I think it's been really reviving for all of us. There you go. That's what Ethan Downs had to say on the uh, Red Dirt Rambles podcast. All right, we have time for a few more. 405-651-3439. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jim in Arlington says Ethan Downs is hashtag Oklahomegrown. Leave Ethan alone. Go back down to your mom's basement, stupid texter. Mom's basement is where a lot of the trolls reside. Is that their uh, preferred domicile or part of their where they they usually not under a bridge, 
but mom's basement. That's where I hear a lot of the trolls reside. I wonder if that's accurate. If you're a troll out there, send us a picture of you in your mom's basement, all right? Here's an interesting question from a texter in the 405. Is it culture before wins or wins before culture? Well, in in this case for Oklahoma, it's got to be culture before wins. Uh, but, look, I, I thought they would go out and compete for a Big 12 championship last year. But, you know, I was probably uh, drinking too much Crimson Kool-Aid. I think I swallowed – uh, you know, most of the pitcher on that deal. And you look back and you think, man, uh, there was a lot of uh, roster turnover and the best quarterback in America left uh, Norman, Oklahoma for Muleshoe. So uh, Mackenzie Donahue just almost hit one out of the park, but a great catch by the Bammer center fielder. Uh, I don't think it was going to get out. It was going to go off the top of the wall. But uh, Tennessee, man, they are just – they're hitting it hard. But Mackenzie Donahue, former Sooner from Mustang – uh, that one was going to go off the wall, but a great play by the Alabama center fielder. And, again, it's still 10-2. to two. But uh, that's I, – I think you uh, you have to build a, a new culture and a new attitude. And part of that also, let's face it, recruiting still is number one. You've got to revamp recruiting. You've got to get better on both sides of the line. And, look, I know that Bill Biedenboe overall has done a great job, but – the biggest difference, particularly for the Sooners, in terms of getting ready for the SEC, you've got to get better on the interior of the defensive line. Bottom line. Bottom line, you've got to get bigger, you've got to get stronger, you've got to get more physical. Uh, and we know that side of the uh, football, the defensive side of the ball, has been the issue for, for Oklahoma, certainly. And I think they're doing their best. I think what they brought in in last year's class is pretty good. Clearly, they're going to have to close out guys like uh, Will Winery or David Stone or, you know, Nigel Smith, guys like that that they're in on here down the stretch, Joseph Jonah, Ajonier, uh, guys like that, and we'll see if they can get it done. But that to me, uh, but your, your culture, again, I think is very important. Parker, let's talk more about that after the next break, all right? I want you to weigh in on that. That is a good question, and I want to get your take on that when we get back. But I want to give you a, enough time to give – Give your whole take. All right. Keep those texts rolling in. Thank you, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. We love the ref text line, the ref army always coming through. 405-651-3439. Keep the texts rolling in. We'll be right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Here at uh, Cavens Group on a Thursday, good to have you along, Cavens Group. You need emergency help, emergency uh, services are their specialty. They are the very best in the business here at Cavens Group. Uh, Mold testing, mold removal, emergency water extraction, structural drying, emergency sewage cleanup, trauma scene. Crime scene, tear gas, biohazard cleanup, they do it. Emergency board ops, tornado response, water intrusion investigations, uh, winter storm response, snow removal, all of that stuff. They are the very, very best in the business. They also give back to the community. They have given back uh, well over $400,000 here over the last few years and uh, recently $10,000 to the school foundation here in Norman over the last couple weeks. So they will do great work for you. Gary and the crew here, really good people, 
and they are the best at what they do. 405-573-3048 in the uh, Norman, Oklahoma City area. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Online at Cavens, C-A-V-I-N-S, at CavensGroup.com. All right, Parker, what about that question? By the way, um, I thought I had retweeted your uh, your tweet from a couple of hours ago, but I guess I didn't hit the retweet button strongly enough or something. But well, how about you Jack- know what, Steve? Jackson Arnold's least, new look, by the way. At least you accidentally didn't hit the retweet button as opposed to accidentally hitting the retweet button. Um, yeah, it's uh, – You I, can I get yourself can... in a lot more trouble the other That's way true. around. Um, That's very true. So Jackson Arnold's got a cool new look, man. He's got the buzz cut. I mean, he does. It's, it's a very summer vibe. It's uh, it is. It's appropriate for Schmitty workout season, I suppose. But yeah, it's it's very clear he just got it cut because you know he's kind of got that little shadow around his head where you can just tell, like it's mm-hmm. it's all pale, and you can tell yeah. he hadn't had a haircut yeah. in a minute before he right. got that buzz cut. But uh, he's yeah. got a big smile on his face in the picture that you tweeted out, and you also had one of Michael Hawkins and Kevin Sperry there at the uh, the Brent Venables football camp. But Jackson Arnold has the look on his face like, I'm going to win a Heisman to me. And he probably will. Um, it Listen, in reference to the question that we were asking towards the end of last segment, is it wins before culture or culture before wins that a texter so astutely posed on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? It's a really good point here from Micah in Kanawha who says, Wins can happen before you establish culture. See Mule Shoes tenure here. But also, it never brought a championship. Culture equals championships, and that's what BV is trying to do. So I guess what Micah is trying to communicate there is that if you win before you establish the culture, it's a lot harder to build championship DNA. But if the wins start to happen because of the culture and you have that foundation, that's where you can develop not just a championship team, but a championship program. And there's a difference there. Yes, there is. And, uh, you know, um, I, I think that's very well stated. Yes, absolutely. And mule shoe culture is a snaky, uh, you know, serpent, serpent's culture, uh, it, an evil culture in some ways. And Brent's culture, you know, hasn't produced the victories yet, but I believe it's a more rock-solid, better human being culture than that rotten, no-good, son of a, you know what, lion sack of feces who ran off to L.A. was all about. Cut and ran. Given the keys to the kingdom by the king, well, by one of the kings, Bob Stoops, not the original. Well, the original king, I guess, was Bud. But we know the king right now. What I'm saying is this dude was like, you know, a, a good kid who made good grades and everything. So the dad decided, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom here. Here you go. We trust you. And he turned out to be rotten to the core. And left, that crew left in the, you know, early in the morning, Not in the daylights. They left in darkness because they live in darkness. Not broad daylight. Angry Ronnie on the text line says, if you're winning, the culture gets overlooked and no one would actually care about the culture because you're winning. Winning fixes everything. And I hear what you're saying, Angry Ronnie, but that's a double-edged sword because, as Micah from Kanawha pointed out, 
you can't win championships without a solid culture. And so if you're winning but you don't have culture, you're going to run into the problems that Muleshoe eventually ran into at Oklahoma, which is you hit a ceiling. And that ceiling is not a championship. That ceiling is short of a championship. And you can't kick through that ceiling until you establish culture. That's why I know USC is a sexy college football playoff pick, Steely, and if they get there this season, it wouldn't shock me, but I would be surprised if they win a game in the college football playoff because talent can only carry you so far, Mm. and USC has talent. Culture is one thing they do not have right now. I agree. Uh, All right, Uh, that's going to wrap it for hour number one. want to say thank you to our friends at Riverwind Casino sponsoring our text line and Riverwind Casino. They are simply the best. Over 2,800 electronic games. They're approaching 3,000 now. Brand new look over at Riverwind. The renovation is 99% done. If you haven't been over there, you need to get over there and see how much more incredible it looks than it already did. Best game, best bars and dining. They've got the uh, world-class hotel, the very best service and promotions. Not only all the electronic games, but your favorite table games as well, including a great poker room, off-track betting, new member seven. Get yourself a wild card. won't cost you anything, and you can earn up to $450 in one day. Don't miss the new promotion this month, beginnings and winnings. Go out there and win your share of 80 k in cash and bonus play at Riverwind Casino, and we haven't even got warmed up telling you about the concerts coming to Riverwind. We will do that next hour. They are big time. Another hour to go. Keep it right here on The Ref. Let's jump into hour number two, folks. Mike Steely out here at Cabin's Group. Love being out here. Gary and the crew, always super hospitable. And it's always great when you can do a remote broadcast from a uh, company business that is the best in their business. And that's what Cabin's is all about. Online at Cabin's Group, C-A-V-I-N-S, Cabin'sGroup.com. Emergency services, they are the very best. First place to call, you have a pipe break in your home, you've got water intrusion, uh, your building or home has some flooding issues. First call when you see mold growth, Cavens Group, the place to call. They are number one in that area. And, uh, you know, all of these awards they've won here, I'm looking at their conference room and what people in the community say about Cavens Group, they're second to none. So, again, uh, call them up here in Norman, 405-573-3048 in uh, Tulsa, 918-282-7612, online, again, at cavensgroup.com. They also do uh, roof roof repairs and replacement, free inspections. Chris Smith will uh, handle that for you. Chris is a fellow Norman High School grad. He was a year ahead of me. Uh, at Norman High School, so he's part of the Olds contingent as well. But you know what? He's still very spry. He can uh, he can definitely go out there and get it taken care of for you. So, again, here in Norman, 405-573-3048. In Stillwater, 982-282-7612. They are the best here at Cayman's Group. Okay, uh, Women's College World Series, the first game, 
Started at 11 a.m. We're a little over two hours into it now. Alabama and Tennessee, and Tennessee uh, leading that game by a score. I think it's still 10 to 2. If I, they just went to commercial. But uh, the Sooner women are on site at Hall of Fame Stadium. Oklahoma softball tweeted out their uh, their customary video. You know the Sooners getting off the bus and Jada Coleman, Elisa Brito, uh, Kenzie Hansen, Riley Boone. Pretty cool stuff. And, again, uh, so uh, the Sooner softball team will be on the field here at the uh, conclusion, 30 minutes after the conclusion of game one between Tennessee and Alabama. And we ranked the teams that we thought were the biggest threats for uh, the Sooners in this field. And we had Tennessee 1, Florida State 2, and Oklahoma State 3 on that list. So, Tennessee has been red hot, been playing some great uh, softball. Two former Sooners on the roster, two starters on the left side of the infield with Mackenzie Donahue at short. And uh, you've got Zeta Putin at third, and they both had nice games today for Tennessee. It is 10 to 4 now. I'm sorry, it's 10 to 4 in the bottom of the fifth inning uh, with Tennessee leading Alabama. Okay, so let's hear, you know, from Grace Lyons who has been, seems like she's been around forever, right? But, man, what a player. What a great, and I know that Grace struggled just a tiny bit defensively in the uh, Super Regional, but she still won a Rawlings Gold Glove again for women's softball, and she has been the Ozzie Smith of uh, Sooner shortstops over the years. But... She was asked yesterday at the media session, what makes, uh, you know, Oklahoma's culture so special? And here we, we talk about culture again, but I think Patty Gasso's culture is, you know, about as good as it gets in college athletics right now because it is working. And even though Oklahoma, again, they lost some players from last year's championship team, most notably uh, Jocelyn Allo, and they brought in, you know, the transfers with the likes of Haley Lee and Alex Soracco and Sidney Sanders. They bring in uh, some new freshmen. But I thought Grace Lyons summed it up very well as to why it works so well at Oklahoma. You always get a new group. Every single year the team is different, um, and you kind of have to uh, figure out how you guys want to um, rally each year and coming up with maybe um, – just like a team dynamic that will change slowly. We still stick to that championship mindset. That's just how the Sooner program is and the legacy has left it. But each year is so unique. And I think it goes to just, one, the type of players coach recruits, um, just so open and kind and um, welcoming to everyone. We're all competitors, but I think the human side is something that's special that we don't really give much credit to of how everyone is so unique, but we really rally around the fact that we are, um, we're people too, and we have um, hobbies and passions, and um, a lot of us have a strong faith um, in the Lord, and I think that's something that's important to a lot of us, knowing that it's so much bigger than what happens on the field, and uh, that's something that brings it into perspective for all of us, that yes, these four or five years are awesome, but uh, what are we going to do after? How are we going to be after? Coach prepares us to turn into women after, to become wives and moms and things like that that goes way beyond this sport. So I think uh, just that perspective allows us to be welcoming to everyone, invite all different personalities, and everyone can feel like themselves in the dugout, in the locker room, on the field. There you go. And uh, like I said, Parker Thune, I, I don't know if there's a better culture, uh, you know, way about 
going about your business than right now what's going on with OU softball. And again, you realize that, yes, it's always about the quality of the players, but we've seen other teams where they've had superstar players and a great roster that they don't win as consistently as Oklahoma does and win national championships. So culture's still a big part of it. And the great thing is Patty's program right now, I don't know what you look at and say, yeah, they need to improve in that area. And I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's about as close to perfection as you can get right now for a program. Well, and not just in college softball, but across all of collegiate athletics, right? Is there a program that is functioning as and thriving on as high of a level as OU softball right now? I would argue yeah, there isn't, and you can't yeah. you can't point to a conspicuous weakness. You can't even point to an aspect of the program. I would say, Steely, where do you look ahead a year or two, and you can identify it as a potential point of weakness? No, it's ironclad right now. For Patty Gasso in this program. They are the biggest thing in college softball. They're leaps and bounds above the rest of the sport in the landscape of softball across the country. And I don't know what it would take to upend that at this point, Steely, but it would take something significant. No, it, it would. It certainly would. And, uh, you know, I, th- I was trying to think, man, what has been my if I had any complaints about Oklahoma softball this year, I'll tell you my my only complaints with OU softball this year has been that I think the post-game audio could be better. How's that? Which, again, Steely, only a year and a month now until you can apply to be SEC Director of Media Relations. <laughs> oh, eight or nine, that's still the question. Eight or nine. All right, uh, by the way, I, I, I'm amazed at right now that, you know, I'm, I'm becoming an old man. Everybody knows that. But I am seeing so well because I'm even seeing my chicken scratch writing because a lot of times I'll be taking notes on something and I get a bunch of notes done in the morning, a bunch of uh, stuff I want to use for the show. And then something will pop up like, man, i got to write this down real quick. And I, and, I mean, it is bad. It's like, I don't know if you remember – uh, out there, Parker, you don't. It was so long ago, but uh, the Steve Martin, Steve Martin movie, The Jerk, back in the day when his girlfriend broke up with him, and he was reading the letter in the bathtub, and it was all, uh, you know, it, it was the ink started dripping, so he was, you know, he read it like that. That's what my chicken scratch looks like sometimes. But thanks to one man, Doctor Bellardo and his team. At the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center, I can see clearly now the chicken scratch is gone. It's unbelievable. So if you're like me, you know, you had to get the old man reading glasses out every now and then for smaller print, or you've got to have the text on your phone is, you know, Godzilla-sized, you don't need to do that. Dr. Bellardo and the Advanced Laser Center and Cataract Center, again, uh, they're the best. They've been in business now. For over 20 years with a great reputation, they gave me Eagle Vision, ladies and gentlemen, so you need to call them at 405-755-7700. Again, they have set the standard in the industry here locally. Call them and uh, see if you qualify for lens replacement or for cataract surgery. 
It's a free consultation. Call this number, 405-755-7700. Get your free consult from Dr. Bellardo, or you can go online to ALCOK.com. That's ALCOK.com. And like they always say, if you want to see far, you also want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. What I'm seeing right now is Tennessee domination in game one, and uh, we await Oklahoma-Stanford. It's clearly, as we all thought, would not start on time because why does TV continue to think they can squeeze these games into these two-hour windows? I just don't, I don't know. But we were all thinking, again, 30 minutes between games. They had uh, Oklahoma-Stanford set for 130. It's probably going to be. Um, sometime around uh, 2 o'clock, it looks like, the way this game is progressing. So, once again, all of our Sooner softball updates brought to you by Orthostat and Norman. The injuries, don't like those. They're not convenient. You know what is? Orthostat, same-day orthopedic care. No appointment necessary. Call Orthostat, 405-515-5575, or visit ouchorthostat.com to learn more. Um Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, it's 405-651-3439. Why don't we take an early break right here, about uh, 60 seconds early. We'll get to as many texts as we can. And we'll hear from the commish, the man in the SEC, Greg Sankey, what he told Paul Feinbaum about eight or nine and the reputation of the Southeastern Conference. We'll get to that when we get back right here on The Ref. Back here at Cabin's Group, Mike Steely, Parker Thune, back at the Buffalo Wild Wings Studios on this Thursday. Weather looking good right now. We should get the uh, Sooners-Stanford game in, at least uh, started up, and probably is going to be looking good uh, to get that one finished. We'll see what's going to happen with the evening session tonight over at Hall of Fame Stadium. We do have Tennessee clearly in control in the matchup with Alabama in the first game. In the top of the sixth inning, Tennessee leading 10-4 to again in the sixth inning, top of the sixth inning at Hall of Fame Stadium. All right, uh, SEC bound, the Sooners are. Obviously, one more season in the Big 12, uh, football-wise, and then you're on to the Southeastern Conference. The SEC has been king for a long time now. The previous king was the Big 12 for a while, right? When he had Texas and Oklahoma going great. Uh, you know, um, there, there was a time when the Big 12 ruled the day. But it's been a while. Uh, as a conference, the SEC obviously is the king of college football. And uh, also, they, uh, they, they make a bunch of money. And that's why Texas and Oklahoma decided, you know what? All right, let's do it. Let's go to the SEC. Greg Sankey, this sound clip with Paul Feinbaum uh, yesterday at the SEC meetings in Destin, Florida, uh, which included a helicopter flying over. We've had uh, we had Nick Saban with his phone; he couldn't find figure out how to turn off, and then we had Greg Sankey with a helicopter flyover uh, during this uh, response he had with Paul Feinbaum. Here's the exchange, and this I think is uh, this is pretty much Greg Sankey. And the SEC mentality to a T. Here's the exchange. If it ends up being eight and we move to 12 in the CFP next year, whether that will be held against the league, even if it's in a, in a short-term situation. Well, 
I think we ended that football season with a 65 to seven win in the I national think we remember championship that game. And, <laughs> and if the indictment somehow is going to be that we don't play the highest level of college football, then somebody's not actually watching football games. And we're at eight, but we have uh, a requirement that you play an additional game against a, a non-conference opponent from one of our colleague conferences uh, or major independent. The major independent numbers are changing right now. Um, the eight format arguably has worked really well as the helicopter goes by. Um, the nine format can work really well. So I think pundits, coaches, analytics people can make a bunch of different arguments, but I actually think either one of those models will keep us very secure in, uh, in the college football playoff consideration. You think that was Jimbo's helicopter? I don't know. That's what I was trying to think. You know, maybe it was. Maybe it was David Hicks's helicopter. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Who's the uh, the Tennessee commit, the kid who's coming in? Oh, with, Nico. Uh, yeah. There maybe, is there going to be a copter dropping him off? For his OU visit, I have no I don't idea. Know. I don't know. Uh, Be very was, leery there. If there was one college football player right now that were to own a helicopter, my money's on DJ Hicks. Yeah, I I, I think he. Uh, you think there's an A&M logo and a dollar sign on the side of the helicopter? Kind of a decal. I don't know. I don't know. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Alabama solo home run in the top of the sixth inning. One out, top of the sixth, Tennessee 10, Alabama 5 in game one. This is going to be a whole new level of fandom, is it not, in the SEC, especially in football, obviously? Don't you think? When you say a whole new level of fandom, I think I know where you're going, but a, elaborate yes. a little bit more. Okay. Well, here is my uh, theory. The Big 12, you have – there's a significant significant portion of farming fans, like not fans of like I'm a fan of farmers, but they're fans who are farmers, a lot of them, right? Iowa, Kansas – Correct. There's some farmers, obviously, in the state of Oklahoma. And in the SEC, you're going to have just more pure rednecks. So I think the farmers are the backbone of, of America and always have been, right? No doubt about it. But the rednecks are going to be nastier, more disgusting, uneducated hicks. In a lot of these fan fan bases, the contingent of uneducated hicks is going to be higher than ever once you get to the SEC. I mean, I guess we we rank ahead of Mississippi in education, right? I think. Well, we're like 48th or something. But I'm just saying, they're going to be. There's going to be a lot more nastiness in the SEC. A lot more. Farmers, they're the salt of the earth. Rednecks, they're just rednecks. So the, I would say the SEC, based on my studies in terms of fan breakdown, 
the Southeastern Conference will be con- comprised of about 72% rednecks and 28% regular humans. That's, that's what my study finds. The Big 12 had hmm, 38% rednecks and 62% regular humans. So that's what I'm talking about. Is that what you thought I was talking about? My case study right there? I mean, that, wasn't, that actually wasn't where I figured you were going with that. But uh, somebody on the text line pointed out, blue collars are different than rednecks. Now, blue collars, I'm fine with uh, hardworking people, but I'm just talking about just, you know, the LSU lowest fans of the low. would yes. be the perfect uh, example. Okay, think about this. The lowest of the low in the Big 12 was who? Texas Tech. I mean, they're pretty bad. But the LSU fans are on a whole different level. They're the spit on you, you know, uh, just completely get in your face on Bourbon Street when you're there, you know, playing against them or whatever. They're just, they're just horrible humans, a lot of them. Downright, low-down, dirty scumbags. Now, the tech people, there's some bad ones there, too. But in comparison, the LSU people are in a completely different league. Oh, gosh. Sooner Dot says, can't leave out the inbreds in the SEC, at least 5%. There's some, uh, there's some hillbillies uh, playing banjos and playing dueling banjos in the SEC. But uh, I, I think I'm right in my study there. The Big 12 has some, but it's not near the level. If you think the text line is going to get bad, um, wait till more SEC fans get a hold of us once we get there for football. You're, you're going to see a, a, a new level of low. K-Dub in the 918 on the text line says, Steely's analogies and random tirades seriously need a sponsor. Three laughing emojis. <laughs> Cherokee Sooner says, the year I graduated, Oklahoma was 49th in education. I always wondered who was 4010th. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. But uh, look, I think this is right. Uh, based on my studies, the SEC has 72% rednecks in uh, all fan groups, 28% regular, solid human beings, normal humans. The Big 12, 38% rednecks, and uh, 62% regular humans. In fact, I might even say the Big 12 is like 34% rednecks, and let's go 66% normal humans. So there you go. But there's no, it, that's what I'm talking about. It's going to be a whole new level of, you know, um, there are going to be some bad fan bases. Now, look, like when OU's going to Knoxville or when OU went to Tuscaloosa, I think a lot of the tailgaters and stuff are really nice, like uh, when, you know, Tennessee and Alabama came here and stuff like that. I think most of the people, the tailgaters are pretty cool. But we're talking about the rando fans who jump on social media and call in talk shows, fans like that, you know. You know, the, uh, the, the, what is the, uh, the horrible song that the LSU band was? Oh, Neck? Band? Yeah, Neck. And everybody, see, the, a lot of the hillbillies thought that was really funny. That is a, a song that is about basically the decline of humanity right there. 
that song in itself. Oh, it's hilarious. No, it's not. I just get ready for the SEC. It's going to be a lot of fun. The games are going to be a lot of fun, but uh, there are going to be even worse fans there, much worse. All right, we're going to hear from Gary Cavins when we get back. Stay with us. And uh, it is still uh, Tennessee leading Alabama 10-5 to at the Women's College World Series. Uh, Jordy Ball scheduled to be the starter for Oklahoma. The Sooners in Stanford are uh, probably going to start sometime after 2 p.m. All right, keep it here on the ref. Here at Cabins on a Thursday, always love being out here. Uh, first of all, they're so good at what they do, and they're really, really, really good people. That that helps as well. You know, sometimes you can have somebody who's pretty good at what they do, and they're, they're, the people are like, you know, I didn't like that dude too much. I really like Gary Cabins and the people here. Gary, another busy day, busy week for you. What are you guys up to? Oh, we're busy. We're just uh, dealing with a lot of uh, water intrusion uh, investigations and some mold investigations and some mold remediation and stuff like that this week, quite a bit, and then a bunch of facilities maintenance too. You know, we've talked a bunch about how you guys have so many teams out there in the field and you're always taking, you're, you're at a class, other people who work for you are always going to get uh, class instruction on the very uh, latest ways to deal with these emergency situations that you guys are so good at, you stay on top of it. And the other big part of that is the fact that you do have all those crews, and timing is such an issue. When you have an emergency, it's like, you can't wait. I'll be there tomorrow at 4 o'clock or whatever. No, I need you now as quickly as, quickly as you can get here. And because of uh, the, the amount of people you have working for you who are all – great at what they do and you have all these crews it's a big advantage for you guys too it is and it's an advantage for our customers too because we can respond quickly uh, we can be at a lot of losses within 30 minutes or an hour, less than an hour and you know we're local and we give back to the community and you know we we educate our employees we develop our employees we cross train our employees and we just you know so when, when our employees step on your property to deal with either a maintenance issue or an emergency environmental issue, whether it's water, fire, mold, crime scene cleanup, any of that stuff, they're, they're trained, and they have the best tools in the industry right now, too, on our trucks that respond to those type of, types of losses. And uh, we're always investing in our equipment, and we're always investing in more training with the guys. And, you know, they know the number one responsibility when they get on site is to take care of the customer and take care of the property. And we want to get it dried out if it's a water loss as quickly as possible, the proper way. And we want to, you know, if it's a fire, we want to, you know, start getting the water out, start drying the structure out. Because when the fire guys are there, there's water going everywhere. And so that's got to get out of the property, you know. And, and every fire is different. There's different types of fires, different, you know, not different types, but different sizes. And, you know, you know, if you just have a small kitchen fire, it's just that house. When you get that dried out so it doesn't affect the rest of the house and start that, that process. And, you know, so th- we're here to help 24-7, 365. And you call you get to speak to a live person. It's not a electronic system or, you know, if you're going to have to wait, you're going to have to wait maybe, you know, 30 seconds, maybe a minute at the most, just, you know, which never happens. You're, you're going to get a live person 24-7, 365. 
that's going to dispatch one of our supervisors and one of their teams out to take care of you. And that, you know, that's huge. And being local, and we give back. I mean, we have a proven track record of giving back to uh, the Oklahoma community, and we will continue to do so. All right. I think a lot of times when uh, I talk about emergency services and what you guys do, uh, there's a thought, well, most of their business is around severe weather season. And, of course, it, a, a chunk of that is true, you know, because we all have to deal with Oklahoma's severe weather season. And, I, you know, I think we've had uh, Oklahomans probably on average, I don't know how many times they have to replace a portion of their roof, but it seems like it'd be more than most other states. But what are we uh, looking at as the summer approaches? You know, it's getting hotter where it's only going to go up. Uh, what are you guys looking at challenges-wise, and uh, what do you spend most of your time doing as the weather gets warmer? So what we a lot of times on the on the um, our emergency environmental side, it, it's it's all humidity-based. You know, you get in the summer, you get moisture, you get heat, you get humidity, you start seeing a lot of mold growth. So this time of year, it's a lot of mold going on, a lot of mold testing, a lot of water intrusion investigations. Uh, but we also have, you know, hey, my toilet line broke or um, my, the line, plumbing lines in my house broke um, just because of natural wear and tear and they flood the house and they call or the same with the business and they call and they need somebody to come out and take care of it right away. So we see see some of that too. And then we also see the fires as it gets hotter, everything gets get dry, the wind blows and we see fires too. So that's kind of what we see this time of year. Um, but uh, we also, you know, facilities maintenance wise, you know, our maintenance teams are out there repairing commercial doors, changing out ceiling tiles, fixing cabinet hardware, painting, fixing drywall, that kind of stuff, flooring, and putting together office furniture, too. So you got that going on also. Yeah, and, and obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's extreme. If you see somebody who's breaking into your home or you have an emergency like that, you have a number to call. It's 911, right? But, you know, in another emergency situation when all of a sudden something floods in your house or, again, a fire starts, whatever, uh, I would suggest, you know, if you're in the Norman area, 405-573-3048. I would put that in my contacts, 405-573-3048. You don't want to be looking for, who do we call? Well, Google it, you know. No, it, 405-573-3048. If you're in the Norman, Oklahoma City area, just put Cavens on there and have that as your emergency number. It's 405-573-3048 in Tulsa. 918-282-7612. And have that so you know. You know, if something happens, and you never know what's going to happen. Emergencies are usually uh, labeled as such because they come out of nowhere. You're not expecting them, and all of a sudden you're like, how do we deal with this? Have a game plan. And uh, the numbers, again, like I said, I think it would be a good idea to put them in your contacts. Just put Cabin. So if something happens, you're not expecting Norman, Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. How you feeling about the uh, softball team? Is Are they going to get it done? Oh, they're going to get it done. We're excited. Jessica Cavins took the day off. She's going to throw in herself a little 
party with the dogs watching the game. So that's where Duke is today. Yeah, he's there watching softball right now. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are. Gary, we appreciate you guys so much, and uh, thanks for having us out again. And uh, uh, go Sooners. Uh, three outs away from Oklahoma and Stanford. Alabama has one last chance here in the top of the seventh, trailing Tennessee 10-5. to five. But thanks so much for having us Thank out. You. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Gary Cavins joining us. Uh, Parker Thune, you want to get to some texts? 405-651-3439. Oh, I wanted to ask you the latest, and I know you kind of one guy that, you know, you want to kind of keep under wraps, but it's already it's already been unwrapped. Uh, what about the portal visitors? Uh, Josh Wallace, the uh, defensive back from uh, UMass. Philip Paya, the D lineman from, hey, this is Utah State. And uh, DeJon Terry, the Tennessee kid, yeah, what are you thinking? I'm, I'm not huge on Oklahoma's chances with DeJon Terry right now. It kind of seems like he's inclined to go a little bit closer to home, uh, which is in Mississippi for him. Uh, Josh Wallace, I'm intrigued. OU's going to have some stiff competition. He's got some high-end offers, but obviously he was on campus for two days earlier this week. There's a chance there, and from what I'm told, Oklahoma's willing to push a defensive back to the portal if necessary in order to get Josh Wallace on the roster, so that's definitely one to keep an eye on. And then Phil Paya, I I think if he comes to campus and everything is as it seems in his eyes, you can safely conclude that he's going to be a Sooner here before long. Uh, that's where things stand with those guys. A lot of, lot of texters have been asking this hour about Bryant-Wesco. Uh, for example, this listener that I want to just joined today, did we lose Wesco? Sad face. Another said, Wesco not visiting OU? Question mark. This is something we've been talking about for quite some time. This is not This is not news. What came out yesterday that Bryant-Wesco has taken five official visits in the month of, or the month of June, excuse me, and none of them will be to Oklahoma. Look, Oklahoma's in very good standing with Bryant Wesco. What you must understand is that his mom went to Oklahoma, his sister played soccer at Oklahoma, Emmett Jones was his first offer, Oklahoma was his, as a school, was his fourth offer. So everything is pointing and has pointed in Oklahoma's direction there. And it seems that Wesco and his camp want to, how do I phrase this? They don't want to make it seem like it's a sure thing that he's going to Oklahoma. So that's the reason he's taken a bunch of official visits elsewhere. I do expect him to OV with Oklahoma probably at the end of July for the party at the Palace, and I would still be surprised if Bryant Wesco goes anywhere but OU. And you've said for a while with uh, Bryant Wesco, maybe no official visit yet, but this kid's in Norman like every other weekend pretty much? Yeah, exactly. He's been He's been to Oklahoma a lot over the years there you go all right uh why don't we take an early break then and that way we'll have as much time as humanly possible to get to as many texts as we can alabama one out away tennessee uh one out away from a berth in the uh, winner's bracket matchup saturday and uh, they would play the winner of oklahoma and stanford if they hang on and again it looks like they're going to do it so if the sooners win very likely what you will see, again, is Oklahoma versus Tennessee on Saturday at 2 o'clock on ABC. 
if Oklahoma wins again, as Tennessee looks like they're going to win, both teams would get Friday off and would play Saturday at 2 o'clock on ABC. But the Sooners, some work to get done, and it has gone final. Tennessee, 10, Alabama, 5. So I would think the Sooner game is going to start around 2.15, Be coming right back. Back here at Cabin's Group on a Thursday. Always a pleasure to be out here and uh, representing uh, Cabin's Group because they are the best at what they do. Tomorrow will be another Friday broadcast from another great place, Riverwind Casino. We'll be happy to be over there to see Justin and uh, Reed Collin, everybody, the whole crew over at Riverwind Casino, newly renovated gaming floor. It looks amazing. And uh, we'll have a lot to tell you about about what's happening at Riverwind. There's always something happening at Riverwind Casino. And if you haven't seen the newly renovated Riverwind, it's awesome. It's awesome, baby, with a capital A. Sorry. That's Dick Vitale, not me. Uh, all right. Uh, Tennessee beat Alabama in the first game of the Women's College World Series, 10-5, to the final. We are awaiting the Sooners and Stanford, which I haven't seen an official start time. I would think it's going to be in the 215-220 range would be my guess. But uh, Oklahoma and Stanford, again, coming up in game number two. If the Sooners win, as they're expected to, they would play Tennessee next in a winner bracket game uh, Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock on ABC. And if they lose... They would play on Friday against Alabama at 6 p.m. on ESPN. But Oklahoma taking care of business today, as people expect that they uh, they should. They would play Tennessee again Saturday in uh, round two, 2 o'clock on ABC. All right, Parker, you want to get to some text before we get out of here? Sure, let's hit the text line uh, from the 918. Do you guys know why the game isn't on yet? It's not on ESPN+. Plus. Well, because it can't start until 30 minutes after Alabama-Tennessee ends. Um, yes. Is uh, this too harsh? Is this too harsh? Because, look, somebody could be at work. They could be somewhere where they're just wondering. I get it. Maybe I'm a total jerk. I don't know. I hope not. But it's it's answers are not that difficult to find now. And, look, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. But some of the time when I see, again, what time's the game start or what channels it's on, there's this thing out there. Uh, there are several search engines, and you type in what time is the Oklahoma versus Stanford game on and what channel, and boom, there it is. Now, I know you're doing that with it, but you know what I'm saying, Parker, that sometimes the answers are readily available. Yes, I don't know. Sometimes that just amazes me. I don't know. From the 580 on the topic of SEC fans, Harvey Updike was an Alabama guy, but don't let your think, or, but don't let yourself think every SEC team doesn't have a Harvey Updike. Oh, yeah, Harvey Updike who uh, poisoned the tree at uh, Tumor's Corner, right? And uh, that guy was crazy, crazy for um, Yes, the SEC, like I said. Uh, look, I'm not saying Oklahoma, we don't have our share of a few uh, rednecks here and there, but the redneck factor, the hillbilly factor in the SEC is there's no other conference like it. 
more rednecks and hillbillies per capita than any other conference. So get ready. Todd Bates' nemesis texted in simply to say, Step up, Bates! Well, we'll see. There, uh, it's going to be uh, very interesting, very interesting to see uh, how many they can close out here. You would think by the sheer numbers of the good prospects that are at least seriously, sorry, cough attack, seriously interested in Oklahoma that they can get a few of these guys. But everybody wants to think about the five stars first with uh, Winnery and David Stone, so... We'll see. That was excellent. I mean, I mean, textbook use of the cough button, by the way, Steely. It just came out of nowhere, so you know, I had to. It's right there in front of me, so I was. It was very convenient. Thank you. Thank you very much. Patrick says that guy asking about when the softball game starts is probably noodling. <laughs> you think so? Would you ever noodle? No, there's a 0% chance I will ever noodle. See, I'm not noodling either, and you can call me a city slicker, whatever, and I am a city boy, all right? I will I'll fully admit, but I am not getting into that filthy water, number one. Number two, I'm not sticking my arms and hands in a place where I don't know what's in there. It, you know what I'm saying? That could be, it could be a, a gigantic, you know, beaver. Yeah, start laughing. I know you're laughing, there, but I'm just there saying. Are, there, there are about to be so many jokes made on the Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Line. But seriously, there could be something down there that's not cool. What about a gigantic, like the world's largest snapping turtle? You know what? I was told by my grandparents back in the day, if a snapping turtle gets a hold of you, they don't let go until it thunders. That's what I was told. I still believe it. So, until uh, it there's, thunders? That's what I, that's what they said back in the day, yeah. I think they were trying to let me know, don't, like, wave your finger around in front of a turtle's face, you know, when we caught a turtle. But, you know, who knows how long it could be before rain comes. And, you know, that turtle could be hanging on until then. So, but there's no way I'm doing it. I'm sorry. And people, oh, come on, lighten up, go down to the, you know, noodling fest. And that's all fine. I'm sure it's a good time. But I'm not getting in that nasty water number one and i'm not sticking my arms in a place where i don't know what's there i'm just saying because i'm the kind of dude that a record-breaking alligator gar get a hold of a man in oklahoma that would be my luck you know or something <laughs> that would be me that would be me without question oh steely there's a listener in the 918 said never heard of an ou fan trying to poison bevo uh-oh you just gave Randall out and Wagner an idea that he's going to run with. Oh, man. Look, every fan base has some crazy in it. There's no doubt. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it is, uh, it's more prevalent in the SEC. Steel Man, remember your teachers always saying there's never a dumb question? Google mm-hmm. neutralizes dumb questions. That comes from a listener in the 918. Yeah, and look, we don't mind answering those questions, but sometimes uh, I will see people on Twitter, you know, and like, you know, somebody will put something out and it's like, what well, time's the game on, you know, or whatever. It's like, you're supposed to be a big Oklahoma fan, you know? It's real easy to find out. I don't know. So, you see, 
I'm just getting old and I complain too much. I get it. Get off my lawn. But sometimes the answers are pretty easy. It just amazes me again that even back in the day, you know, hey, big Sooner fan here, I want to let you go. Hey, what time's the game on? Wait a minute. You just said big Sooner fan, and you don't know what time the game is. I would say not big Sooner fan in that case because a big Sooner fan knows the game time. And who they're playing and all that stuff. Just saying. Okay. Thanks to Gary and the uh, crew here at Cavens Construction. We didn't have Duke the Wonder Dog. Duke stayed home to watch Sooner Women's Softball. First pitch coming up in at 2-17 for OU Stanford. Thanks to Riverwind. Thanks to Dr. Bellardo. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy the softball.